Chapter 1. Struggling for Identity A person can only love at the level their heart has received healing and love from God. As a very young child, I struggled with my identity. I remember being six years old and my parents were divorcing. I felt like I was lost. The trauma of it all and a voice of accusation hit me, lying to me, saying, it's your fault. I did not know at that age that I did not have to receive those words. These were lies of the enemy. But I remember crying, day after day, wondering where my daddy was and why he couldn't be with me. Fear attacked me when my father first left. After this, he was in an accident at work. He cut his hand and was unable to work due to his injury. During this time, I was not able to see him, and my heart yearned day after day for my dad. Looking back, I wish I had cried out to my Heavenly Father to take the pain away and comfort me. The father wound was fresh in my life. As you read this, if you can identify with this pain, ask the Holy Spirit to heal the father wound in your heart. I declare over you. I declare that you do not carry an orphan spirit but a spirit of adoption from your heavenly father. You are his son or his daughter. I thank the Lord that your identity is established in him. We lived next door to my grandmother, so I would run over to her house for homemade gravy and all the comforts that a grandmother can offer. Visiting with her was the best way for me to escape what was going on with my emotions. It was my safe haven. The Lord was drawing me in, and he was using my grandmother to do it. She attended a little Methodist church down the road, and she would take me with her. I thought it was cool because they had snack time, and the Lord's house was filled with cookies and sweets. It seemed like all the church members loved to bake, and of course, kids love sugar. I look back now and laugh, but it worked, and I kept going to church every week. If I went, I knew I could have snacks, and these were the good ones. There was a generous spread of homemade pies, cakes, and you name it, it was there. But as I kept attending, I began to wonder, who is God and does he love me? Is he someone who is distant? Or could I hear his voice as Moses did? I remember being amazed as they used the Velcro boards with the Bible characters to teach me the story of Moses. I was amazed that God would help one man that much. So I continued going for the snacks, the crafts, and vacation Bible school. It helped to take my mind off things at home. I was begging to know whether there really is a God and if I could accept him. I just wasn't sure how. I noticed that year after year as I kept going to church, I became more and more hungry to know this God that they would preach and teach about. Could I find this God? Would he love me? These were all questions I would ask myself in my heart day after day. Next came a chapter of my life that I was not prepared for. My mom got remarried and my dad did as well. Both happened at about the same time. Soon afterwards, it was announced that I would have a new sibling on each side. Well, as a child with a childish nature and not God's nature, I was mad. How could God let this happen? I had just started seeing my dad again, and now there was going to be a new baby? What in the world? Due to my own wounds, I was not happy, but rather jealous. 
Little did I know, in my own home, we would experience abuse as well. At first, I was controlled in very small ways, such as being put down for everything I did. My mom also began to experience emotional abuse. There was a lot of anger and rage in the house, and I didn't know how to defend my mother. Fear started to develop. It's funny how fear gets a grip on your soul slowly, and it can go unnoticed. There were violent outbursts towards my mom, and I would cry in my bedroom, not knowing how to handle this. My young, wounded heart could not take anything else. I remember attending a support group for children of divorced parents, but no one talked about abuse. Therefore, I didn't understand what was going on. Was this abuse? Was this normal in a family? I had no idea. I was hit with confusion because of what was going on. I felt like my whole life had flipped upside down. At the same time, I was wondering if there is a God and how I could find him. At this point, I was also dealing with shame because I couldn't understand why this was happening to me. Was there something wrong with me? Feelings of rejection set in without me realizing it. It was very subtle and deceiving. My plan was to stay at my grandmother's house as much as I could so I could feel safe. I didn't know what else to do or whom to tell. I did not realize that trauma had set in, and probably post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, as well. Then, one night, things escalated. Really late that night, I was trying to go to bed. I had been isolated in my room and was only allowed to come out to eat. My stepdad would make me stay in the room, and I was not allowed to spend much time with my mom or little brother. Even though I lived in the same house with them, I was so lonely because I could only come out when he allowed me to. I could read or watch TV, but that's all there was to do in my room. Back in those days, we did not have video games or iPads, and kids didn't have cell phones. I think this was when depression set in. I questioned where God was while this was happening to my family. Did he love me or even care about what was happening under our roof? Finally, it spilled out at school. I got a D on my report card and was terrified to go home. I told the school principal that I was afraid to go home because my stepdad might beat me. Then something happened that was really confusing. While I was being held at the school... When they were contacting my mom, my stepdad sent flowers to me at the school, denying everything. I was in shock. I was mad. I didn't want the stupid flowers. I wanted him to stop abusing me and my family. I wanted to not have fear in my home environment and not have someone control every single part of my day. Things eased up at the house for a while, but not for long. I was hoping that the attention from school would change things and that we would have a normal family again. But it didn't stop. Soon after, my stepdad went back to treating everyone in my family the same way. I was becoming more and more afraid and could not sleep at night. I didn't know the spirit of fear was becoming a stronghold in my life at that time. Have you been through something traumatic? Do you often feel fearful? Say this prayer with me. Lord, 
I renounce the spirit of fear, and I declare your love is made perfect in me, and that's my portion. Thank you that your angels are protecting me. I realize now that this spirit of fear was trying to shut down a gift the Lord had given me, called Seeing in the Spirit. But that's a subject for another book. I wish I could say it got better from that point on. It did not. There was one night when my stepdad handcuffed my mother to the bed, and all I could hear was my mom screaming, Somebody help me! I stood paralyzed in my bed. What was I to do? It was dark outside, and if I jumped out my window to get help, I could get hurt. The screaming finally stopped, but I think I was up most of the night. I'm not sure why I didn't talk to my mom the next day. I think denial is sometimes easier. I also did not know what to say. At the age of seven years old, I didn't realize how bizarre and abnormal this behavior really was. I longed for my real dad. Every now and then I would get to see him, but he drank a lot and was very poor. He was trying to make a living, and it was a long drive for him to come get me. I remember bawling one time because he was one minute late to pick me up, and then my stepdad would not let me go with my dad. A spirit of control was operating with full force, and I know now that when control operates, it releases witchcraft. We are not designed to control other human beings. I hadn't been able to see my birth dad for months, and my stepdad made him leave. This is not meant to be a scenario to bash my dad. My dad had his own set of wounds that were very great, and at my immature age, I had no idea what he had been through. A person can only love at the level their heart has received healing and love from God. My dad had been abused and traumatized on many levels, but I would not find out about this until I was much older. Some of my fondest memories were when I got to go visit my dad and we spent time together. He would make it special. He would wake up and make hoe cake. Does anyone remember that? Basically, it was a poor man's bread recipe. All the ingredients were thrown together in a long pan that looked like cornbread. He would make me sausages and gravy, and I loved it. Just the fact that he did that for me made me feel so special. One year, I remember he used all his extra money and went out to buy me a Nintendo game, some fancy pens, some paper, and a duck pencil sharpener. I was in heaven. That pencil sharpener was so unique. To this day, that gift still touches my heart because he used every dime he had to get it for me. We would play that Nintendo until we beat Mario 3, one of my best memories. Spending a day with my dad playing that video game was a special treat, because it was something we could do together and with a common goal. But then reality would hit, and I would have to go home and face my normal life. I was not able to see my dad very often. Sometimes it was only once every six months. Much to my surprise, I quickly got over being jealous when I found out my baby brother was to be born. I was so excited and naively thought this would change the dynamics of my family. Surely my stepdad would be gentle and respectful to a baby. It was something positive to focus on. I'm sorry to say that things went downhill fast. My little brother was born and he was perfect. 
I remember staring at him while he was sleeping and thinking how amazing he was. But then the abuse started on the baby, and I did not know how to handle this situation either. He would cry, and my stepdad would cover his face with a pillow as he screamed. I had no awareness of what to do, thinking, my God, I hope he doesn't kill him. He would shake my brother when he screamed, saying, do you want him? Do you want him? I thought he was going to throw the baby at me. Many years down the road, God had to heal me of false guilt. I took it as my responsibility to protect my brother, and in my mind, I had failed to do so. It was many years later, in my adult life, that God had to reach down and pull all the infection out of my soul. He helped me to realize that it was not my job to protect my brother. I was just a kid. I did not realize that the enemy was coming hard and fast at my family. But what Satan uses for evil, God turns around and uses for good. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, chapter 28, NET. You see, there is an assignment of evil spirits on trauma because the enemy is terrified of who you are and of your assignment on the earth from God. Therefore, he tries to take you out by keeping you from developing into the son or daughter of the living God that you really are. Be bold. I declare you will recover everything. All this evil that was done to me had the opposite effect on me. Satan thought he would make me quit, but instead, it gave me grit. The hardships created a deep hunger in me and thirst to know the living God of the universe. It made me cry out for God all the more. I started asking more and more questions, trying to figure out the character and nature of God. I did not realize until later that there was generational trauma in my bloodline. Let's break generational trauma out of your bloodline by saying this prayer. God, I stand in the gap for all past generations in my bloodline, and I repent of any sin that opened the spiritual door to trauma. I ask that you forgive my ancestors and cleanse my bloodline all the way back to Adam. Now I command generational trauma to be cut off my bloodline, and I declare repayment with generational blessings to come down. Restore my bloodline, Lord. 